Hey, welcome to the Young and Not So Dumb podcast. This is Abe and Michael. So today is a special episode of the podcast where we got our first request for an idea to talk about um, from one of our friends. He said, would like your guys' opinion on making life-changing decisions, like how to make those types of decisions that are like majorly impactful in your life easier and how to be more effective with decision-making in general. So I, I did really appreciate having like someone comment what they want us to talk about. And I think that's really cool. And you guys feel free to do that anytime. That's very welcome. But that is what we're going to tackle today. Yeah, you guys can do that on our Twitters. We have those handles in our description. So you can ask us questions of what the podcast will be or give us topic ideas on Twitter. Yep. Or even on like Facebook comments, like if you see the podcast posted there. So with this great request that we got, there were a few main things that came to mind for Michael and I that would be the most important for making life-changing decisions um, from either what we've learned or read from whatever kind of sources. So one of the first ones that I wanted to talk about that is extremely important is when making a life-changing decision, which means it's going to change your life, you should think about what you want, what you think is going to make you happy in the long run like what the positive impacts would be for you specifically. Um, and Michael thought of a great way to think about this, um, being like imagining that everyone else is gone. Like you're the only person on earth. There's no one to influence you. There's no one to tell you what you should do. There's no like societal rules that you need to follow. Like you're the only person that exists in that situation, in that for those decisions, what would you do? It wouldn't have any social impact at all. So you should decide what would make the most sense for me. What would be the thing that would make me the happiest long-term? And like, what would be the short-term and long-term benefits associated with that? And I think that's super important too. Um, because one of the things that I've learned is like, if you make your decisions based off of other people's judgments, other people's opinions, then it's not really you who is making the decision the decision. So like, let's say that your friend like Sally was like, Oh, you should, you should really choose a instead of B. Like, I think that would just work really well for you. And then your mom was also saying that too. And then like, and like your dad or your grandparents, and then like one of your other friends would be like, Oh, I think you would be really happy with B. Um, and then you like took all that into account because there are people who know you and people who care about you. And that makes a lot of sense. But then if you decided one of them, solely and mainly be or mainly because you trusted their judgments over yours that's not going to end up well because there's a difference um there's a difference of like listening to people and actually taking responsibility for your choices because if you make the decision because someone else said it was a good idea you're therefore not responsible anymore um or at least like that's what you convince yourself of so what that happens in the long or what happens in the long run if you do that is like you're going to regret it. Like if you feel like you didn't really make that decision yourself, if it goes really well, you'll think, oh, well, I, I didn't really earn it. I wasn't the one who chose to do this. It wasn't actually me who made this good thing happen. And then you won't feel very good about it. You won't feel fulfilled. You won't feel like you did it. You'll feel like, oh, well, like me, I mean, like anyone could have done that because like it was like these other people who did that. And what that does is it doesn't help you build as much self-esteem and like 
um, a lot of different positive things that come with having that full commitment to your own decision and taking responsibility for that. And then what's even worse is if it doesn't go well, then there's a part of you that can like blame the other people for it. And it's like, oh, well, okay, I chose to get this degree instead of this degree, or I chose to go to college instead of like starting my own thing. And when, and let's say like you went to college and it was great, then that's the situation where you would feel like, oh, um, I, it wasn't really me. I didn't earn it. I didn't make that decision. And then let's say you chose to go against what people said and you started your own thing and it failed and, or you went to college and you failed. That's it. Yeah, so let's say you took everyone's advice and you did what they said that was good for you, but then it didn't work. And like you ended up in a worse place than you currently are at because of that. Then you'll start resenting them. You'll be like, oh gosh, why did I listen to them? It's their fault. Or at least a part of you will be like that. And then you'll build resentment and like distrust and all this other stuff. And that's that's toxic. That is not useful to anybody. So to avoid all of those and get the most gains out of it, you need to make sure that you're doing this for you. You should be selfish about it. If it's a life-changing thing for you, you've got to treat it that way. So now that that main core part is covered, um, there was a second main thing that I thought was very useful. Um, it, it has been very useful for me in the past, and I definitely should apply it more to more things. Um, but this is actually an exercise that I got from Tim Ferriss. Um, he did this on his TED Talk. It's called Fear Setting. So um, if you want to, you can watch that on YouTube after this. But it's essentially there's three things that you can do when you're making a life-changing decision. And um, I'll take you through the process of, of that. But first, there's a quote from Seneca, a Stoic philosopher that I think would be useful to hear. And it's the idea that we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. So just keep that in mind. But part one. So you should write it out like on three separate pages. On the first page, at the top of the page, you should write out what if I, and then put the thing that you either are afraid of doing or that you don't know if you should do. Like the thing that you're unsure about. You should put that in there as like a question. What if I did this? And underneath that, in one column, like a third of the page, you're going to define all of the worst things that can happen if you take that step or if you make that choice. So if you did the thing that you weren't sure about, I, like let your imagination go wild and think of everything that could possibly go wrong from that. And like try to keep it to about like 10 or 20 things that you think could go wrong like a nightmare situation. So if you did this, what could actually be caused by that? That would be terrible, like super horrible that you would not enjoy at all. And so definitely spend some time on that. You want to you wanna take the fears from just abstractions in your mind onto paper so you can think about them clearly. And then in the second column, in the middle, I would, um, you should write the word prevent and then ask yourself the question what could i do to prevent each of the bullet points from define from happening or at the very least decrease the likelihood even a little bit so what's anything that you could do to prevent the things that you wrote down from happening like so let's say you made that decision afterwards is there anything you could do to mitigate the negative effects of that 
And then, and usually those are pretty small things. Um, sometimes it takes some extra work, but usually they are coverable. And then if not, like that's important to know too. So there you go. And then in the third column, um, which is the repair section, if the worst case scenarios happen that you wrote out first, what could you do to repair the damage, even a little bit? So take all of the worst things that you could think of that would be so, something that would be caused from that decision. And then write down ideas of what you could do to fix what happened, to at least like repair it a little bit or get you back to where you are now or get you back to somewhere else where you can start recovering and move on and do something else. And then also you should write down who you could ask for help. So if it's like a legal situation, you could Google a lawyer or if you know like a friend or a family friend that you can ask for help, um, different things like that. So yeah, and then another thing to think about if you're having trouble with ideas of what you could do to repair the damage or possible damage from the decision is that if you ask yourself, has anyone else in the history of time less intelligent or less driven or less something than you figured this out? And the answer is nearly always yes. And if you don't know, like Google would help you. I'm, like people online, there's so many people in the world that have existed before you that has probably ran into a similar situation and figured out a way to recover from it. So um, definitely spend some time on that. That one's probably going to take like 30 to 40 minutes. You can take longer if you want. But those three things are on the first page. So after you finish that page of first asking what if you did the thing that you're unsure about doing and then defining all of the worst things that can happen if you choose to do that, writing down what you could do to prevent those things from happening, and then writing down how you could repair the situation if the, if the worst case scenarios happened that you thought about. And then on a second blank page or notebook page or whatever, write down what might be the benefits of an attempt or a partial success. So even if the decision that you made didn't fully work, it wasn't like the best choice ever or the best thing ever, what would you gain from it being mostly right? Like, would you build confidence? Would you develop skills? Would you like have a better living situation or better relationships or better financial situation or anything like that? Write, write out the positives that could happen. And you should spend like 10 to 15 minutes really thinking about this. So the third part, new page, that Tim Ferriss said would be potentially the most important out of the whole process is writing out the cost of inaction. So if you did not make the decision, if you just prolonged your decision-making process for a really long time, for if you didn't make the decision for like six months or you didn't make the decision for like a year or three years, what would be the cost? What would... What would happen emotionally or physically or financially or in any area of your life? And I think that that makes a lot of sense and it's really important. Um, one thing that he mentioned in the TED talk where he talked about this fully was that humans are excellent at figuring out what might go wrong, but we don't often consider the atrocious cost of the status quo. So if everything stays the same and you don't put any effort to, to make 
the decisions or take actions for things even related to this? What would your life look like? And then you should do this in on the third page first for what would your life look like in about six months if you didn't make the decision or decisions like it. And then after you spend some time on that, then figure out what it would be like if you didn't make that decision for like a year or three years. Because like if it's life-changing and you just procrastinate for that long, it's probably not going to go better. Things are probably going to get worse. So it's helping you figure out, okay, I can't just put this off forever. Um, but on top of that, it might actually be good. So I would definitely do the exercise. And then um, on the top of your page, if you're having trouble thinking of ideas, a more specific question that might help is, quote, if I avoid this action or decision and actions or decisions like it, what might my life look like? And be detailed, think about emotionally, financially, physically, and you'll find out that some of your fears are very well-founded, but you should never jump to that conclusion without breaking it down. And I agree with that. So on the topic of a life-changing decision, that was an overview of fear setting, an exercise that Tim Ferriss frequently uses that I've used before and that I should use more in my life that I think would be very helpful for you too. And I'll put a link to that on Twitter and then also in the description of the podcast. So in addition to what Tim Ferriss was talking about, um, with him being kind of like a productivity master or whatever, um, there's also Gary Vaynerchuk. And we've talked about things that he said before on the podcast, and he has a lot of really useful advice. And he was one of the first people or first, his advice was one of the first things that came to mind when this topic came up. So I'm going to share some things that I think that are relevant that he said about this topic. So one of the major points that he has is most things in general that you do seem super scary until you do it. And then after you do it, you laugh about why it seems so scary. And then you can think about that with like first learning how to swim or like riding a bike. Like you don't get on a bike and are terrified now, maybe unless you got hit by a car at some point. But in general, if you're riding your bike across town, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall. So it, it seems kind of silly looking back at that now. And also like another major thing that he says that I think is really useful, if especially if you're more of a perfectionist, is that there is no perfect decision. There's just life. You just live life. You're never going to make like the most perfect thing possible or most perfect decision. And even if you did, you wouldn't know what else could have happened. And that, that brings us to another note, like nobody has fully figured it out. So what I was saying before about like taking other people's judgments or opinions on what you should do and then basing what you do off of their judgments instead of yours it, it's it's false. Like they might have a slightly better idea of something that would be useful in that situation than you do, but no one's fully figured it out. Every single person that you look up to either on like social media or in your family or in your friends, even if it looks like they're doing something like really well or perfectly, there's always some area or some part of their life that isn't up to par. So no one's figured it out. You shouldn't convince yourself of that because then you're just living in delusion. And that also kind of gives you like 
that kind of gives you some confidence to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm a person. I haven't figured it out either. Let's just go. Let's see what happens. And then, like, he also talks a lot about regret, too. And this is another thing to think about, too. And it relates to fear setting mainly, is that nobody was thrilled that they played it safe. Um, he talked about talking to a lot of people in retirement homes. And when they look back on their life in the last couple of years, they aren't like, oh, well, I'm super glad that I stayed home all day and did nothing for my life. No, they're usually like if they didn't do many things and they don't feel very happy about what's going on, they're usually like, oh, well, I wish that I like skydived when I was 20. So that way I could see what that felt like. Or, oh, I wish that I decided to move out of my hometown instead of never traveling or like something like that. So playing it safe is generally not going to be the most fulfilling option. And then the fifth thing he said, whichever one you choose, you'll never know how the other one would have played out. Like you'll never know. You can imagine things in your mind, but until you live it, you just have no actual idea. For me, I know, like, even on a more trivial decision, I was thinking about what phone I should get. um, This was about, like, two or a year and a half ago. I was deciding, oh, should I... So my other phone, it really sucked. It just kind of went to crap. Um, The battery was terrible. Like, all of it was really bad. And I was deciding, like, okay, should I stick with Samsung? Should I get, like, the new S10 Plus at the time with, like, the 12 gigabytes of RAM and all of that? And, or like the Note 9 or like an iPhone. And I just spent days focusing on specifications. I was trying to figure everything out to maximize what would be the most beneficial for the cost. And what happened was I decided, okay, well, I still don't know after like months of any of my free time trying to work on this to, okay, I'll, I'll just try it. So what I did was I ordered the S10 Plus off of Amazon, the most expensive version, and I tried it out. And it was technically supposed to be better, but I didn't like how the pictures looked. I thought it was super fast, but I like didn't like the price tag on it. I didn't I wasn't super impressed by it. And then I tried like the Note 9 because I was like, well, it has a pen, that seems pointless, but I'll do it. And I, so I had both of them together and I compared the pictures and I actually liked the pictures on the Note 9, even though the S10 Plus had a better camera and the pen was super useful. I use it like every day now because I can wake up and when I plan out my day, I can just write on the screen and it seems natural. And I had no idea that that would actually make an impact in my decision before I did it. So like, you'll never know until you try it. And like that, that brings us to another point. You should just pick one and do it. You'll never know. You'll never make the perfect decision. And then also, if you make the decision and you like put in the action fast enough, then you can try the other one out. And you can just like keep trying out things until you figure out the right one. But if you don't make the decision, if you don't get it going or you don't have a taste of what could happen, you won't actually know. So you should just do it. So... Those first three things are really good strategies and ideas for helping figure out what you should do in a major decision, at least to like the best of what I've learned. 
And a fourth main thing that I think would be important to think about is your emotional state at the time. Tony Robbins talks a lot, a lot about this. Um, he says something like, people don't make very productive decisions when they're in a low energy state. So like if you're feeling really good, if you're excited, if you're on top of things, if you just like got a bunch of stuff accomplished and you know you can do more or you can do things with your life and you have a positive view on yourself, like a realistic positive view on yourself, you're going to be in a much better position to think about what's going to happen and think about what you can do and what you should do to be the most beneficial for you then let's say if you were just super tired or you were really crabby after like someone pissed you off in traffic or um, you're really drunk or just something like that. Like you don't necessarily want to be in a really negative low energy state before you make a decision because you'll probably sell yourself short. And if you're like really tired or low energy, you won't be able to think of different things quickly or quickly or thoroughly. Like if you were doing the fear setting exercise and you just had a couple drinks and like it's right before bed, that's not the best time to do it. <laughs> you, you won't think through it clearly um, then. So you, you should pump yourself up. Um, you, we, you can do the thing to get excited that I talked about um, in an earlier episode where it's like you tense up all of your muscles, you make sure every muscle in your body is really tense and then you smile and then that should give you feeling of excitement. Um, you can like do some exercise. You can, you can do a bunch of things. You can like get going, like think about things that you're grateful for and just like change your state to make it positive and high energy before you make some serious decisions in your life and you'll be way better off for it. Hey guys, all this stuff Abe brought up is really awesome and helpful. And I just wanted to add one quick thing before we wrap it up. But basically, um, this is something you can do if you have two decisions you've got to make and you're like, oh, these are both good decisions or, oh, I'm not sure which one to make. Um, if you want to find out which one you really want to, which decision you really want, just grab a coin and decide one decision's heads and one is tails and then flip the coin and midair while it's flipping, you'll decide in your head, you'll be like, oh, I hope it's heads or, oh, I hope it's tails or, oh, I hope it's not heads or I hope it's not tails. In that moment, that's when you'll know. Otherwise, you could just flip the coin and then choose whichever one if you don't have that um, thought. But um, that's a good way that I found that helps me because sometimes decisions are like really hard to make and just looking the coin, you'll know which one you actually want instead of being like, Oh, I don't know which one I want. So yeah, I definitely would recommend doing that. All right. So those are the main things that we thought would be the most impactful for the requested question that we had for this podcast. And again, I do really appreciate requests. I think that would be helpful for not only for us, to make the most of the different things that we've learned and different like resources that we have in order to help you guys, but also for you because like then we're actually being relevant to what you guys want. So that would be really amazing. Um, Declan and other people, I hope that helped. And that that's about it. Good luck making your life-changing decisions. And I wish the best for you. Woo! Woo! Have a good night, guys.